Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Bree. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer questions that you were too afraid to ask. You keep doing it. What? Where's the the? Oh, fuck me. Put okay. the the back in. Okay. Give me the the. The podcast <laughs> where we answer the questions. Is it the or the? I don't know English well enough. The. The. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're just looking at me with glazed eyes going, the. <laughs> I'm going to get this out of the way. I'm very stressed this week. Yeah, Bree's very stressed. So. I'm going to get this out of the way because I didn't last time. And this yeah. week we're talking about, oh, yeah. this week's topic is gender. Yeah, which is which is a doozy of a topic. It really is for two sissies. Yeah, that you wanted to do sissies. Sissies. <laughs> That's C-I-S-S-Y. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I feel like a like we've kind of skirted around this topic yeah. just because, like, as we've talked about before when we did the bisexual episode, um, that, like, we are cis. Yeah. In the same way that we were not bisexual when we were talking about bisexuality. So we're coming from it in a place, like, not as, like, oh, we know about this, or, like, yeah. we're experts, but in a place that, like, I think it's important for us to discuss topics like that because they're very prevalent in the queer community. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that's enough, right? Like, that's that's, yeah. what, that's yeah. where we're coming at. Like, same... If you listen to the bisexual episode, you know where we're coming from. We're yeah, not speaking I'm not like, for bisexuals. I'm not, like, this is us talking about gender because we're trans and understand it no. and the complexities and how that would... Yeah, no. That's we're not, not. We're not doing that. We're stupid and cis, and <laughs> we're here to stay. Words, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, before we get into that, I want to thank all of our patrons and a huge shout out to Aiden, Emily, Kate, Olivia, Liz, and Serena. Thank you so much for being so generous and supporting I Can Explain podcast. Make sure to check us out over on Instagram at I Can Explain podcast. Link in bio for merch. Uh, the holidays are coming up. If you're looking for merch for someone who is also a listener or for yourself, absolutely. Would be great. Um, and You're already saying the holidays are coming up. It's yeah. October. You are just as bad as fucking You have Walmart. to plan ahead. You have to plan ahead. <laughs> I start buying gifts in oh, October okay. for the holidays. That's, that's good. I like, I, to like to, I like to wait until Black Friday. Then When's you get that fucking, again? Like November. Oh. Because then you get some fucking deals for Christmases. You get the deals. Yeah, yeah. Christmases. Oh. Should yeah. we do a little Black a little Friday deal on our, on our merch? <laughs> Probably. Oh, that would be cute. Yeah. Okay. Well, we don't know what it's going to be, but... Keep an eye out. Yeah, we don't know what it's going to be or how to do it, but we'll try. (laughs) We also have some very exciting stuff that we're not going to tell you yet coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Hint, episode 150. Hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Oh, I was like, what episode is this? <laughs> I don't, I actually don't know, but I know uh, that that is our goal for yes, the launch. Yes, 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 yes. For the, yes, the yes, very yes, secret The secret launch. great launch. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be amazing. Oh, what What isn't about this podcast? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> From start Name to finish, Name one it's great incredible. thing that's ever happened in this podcast. <laughs> it would be hard. Maybe the great depression that we've given people, but that's about it. <laughs> oh my God. Um, oh, oh. Oh, sir. (laughs) Um, Oh, before we start talking about gender, I wanted to make a few more. I think I only have one more stripper um, comment. Oh, okay, yeah. I find it so obscene that you can tip strippers in the States with dollars. With one dollar With a dollar. I know. And I feel so bad when I see strippers 
counting out their money because there's like a few strippers that I used to follow oh, on strip Instagram. Talk? Yeah, Have you I seen t- Strip Talk? Yeah. Tri- I love it. And there was a few that I followed on Instagram mm-hmm. because they were like amazing pole dancers. I stopped following them because like it, it was a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I was and still am on Strip Talk as well. Mm-hmm. And like I feel bad when they're counting out their fucking money and it's, it's ones. ones. Like yeah. there is nothing in this world I would do for a dollar. <laughs> Literally not a single thing I would do for a dollar. <laughs> shake a titty, shake a butt cheek, nothing. Okay, hear me out, though. Okay. Hear me out. I hear what you're saying because I absolutely agree that you should not, like, as a patron of a strip club, yes. you should not walk in and be like, here is a single dollar. Yes. Okay? But... I think I know what you're going to say. I will say, when you have dollar bills, it doesn't feel like money. Okay, that's what I... It's loose. It's loose. It's, it's like, whatever. Like, when I feel like... I don't feel this way when I'm at a strip club, but as I talked about before, I, there were some freaking cheapos when we were in the strip club. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like, mentally... They're like, oh, it's a $5 bill. Like, that's like... Right, they I'm, almost expect you to do things they for $5. They expect you to do more, which right. is fucking stupid again. I'm not saying that's right, but I just witnessed a lot of cheapos literally not tipping or, like, giving, like, one $5 bill per, like, three songs, Yeah, you know? Yeah. I feel like they're like, there you go. There is your five. Whereas when you have ones, and maybe it's also just a different, like dynamic but when you're at a strip club in the states like in vegas or like i talked about portland like people take out like a stack of ones and i feel like it starts to feel like monopoly money because you're just like whatever you just throw it look because i could reach into like a canvas bag with like a dollar sign spray painted on it at a strip club and just like throw handfuls of ones because that would seem fun fun. or like one of those guns (gasps) yeah the ones that shoot yeah but if i was doing one of those with fives i think after like 30 seconds of money cannon i would be like oh uh -oh." (laughs) (laughs) whereas ones you wouldn't think about it you'd be like it's like i don't know 45 (laughs) dollars but like fucking nine fives come out that's already the same feels stressful right yeah so i think it could go both okay, ways. I got it. I got it. I got it. I re. I re. I also like the that. image of like strip clubs here because of for those listening that don't know this, the lowest denomination of bills in Canada are five dollars. That's yeah. why we're talking about. It. We have loonies and toonies. Yeah, like coins. And if you, you brought coins to a strip club, kicked, I think you, I would stab you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to protect my girls. Sean's just at strip clubs waiting for people yeah. to pull out coins. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just feel like I like the image also of like here, a stripper goes on, does a song at the end, they're like cleaning up their bills and there's like maybe like six fives on the ground. Right. Right. I love like sad in general, but the image of in the States when people are throwing ones, first of all, I feel like people give more. And then at the end, it's like the stage is like covered in ones. Yeah. And they come out with like a literal broom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it, it just like the. Aesthetic. I like the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Have you seen the Miami strippers on Strip Talk that literally get like thousands yes, and of course thousands, like 20 grand of like ones? Yeah. And you, have you seen the one in Miami that drops like 30 fucking feet from the sky no? on a pole <gasps> and doesn't just absolutely like blow her knees out? Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of knees being blown out, the okay. drama of Drag Race UK. Oh, it's a lot. That, the knee being blown out. Yeah. Do you, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Do you think they're going to send her home? Probably. I think so, too. Okay, this is my thought, though. Okay. <clears throat> I think it's a good thing to happen. Why? Because 
if you blow your knee out on like basically any drag show, you come back. You come back. Yeah. And then so you come true. back as like a fan favorite because people know who you are. I thought, yeah. And then you get like double exposure as well. Yes. So, and if you went in and you realized maybe your outfits weren't the same or like mm. not the same caliber, right. you now have time to adjust it. Like yeah. I, if I was on Drag Race, I would be trying my very hardest to blow my knee out at any turn. <laughs> You're just taking a bat to your own knee. <laughs> like, I'm doing every... I'm jumping off the stage, like, twice an hour. You're like, I'm looking for a round two, yeah. bitch. Longevity. I'm just throwing myself through walls. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those of you who don't know what the fuck we're talking about right now, what's her name? Victoria? Uh, Victoria, Victoria Stone. Victoria Stone. Okay. Stone? Is it Stone? Stone. <laughs> Okay, Victoria Scone. Harry Potter and Victoria Scone. <laughs> Victoria Scone. Yeah. Okay. I, I, it takes me a while to get their names down, okay? Yeah. RuPaul's Drag Race UK just started, and Victoria Scone is the first AFAB lesbian on RuPaul's Drag Race, I think, ever in any of the franchises. I think think so right i don't i don't know for sure like because i don't watch like there's spain there's yeah. is there sweden there's, there's so many netherlands there's uh, uh, anyways of the ones that i've watched it's the first yeah. okay and um and so that's great anyways she blew her fucking knee out yeah which is crazy because this was like the first it shouldn't have happened because it was the first time that rue did this where the two winners in a non-all-star season oh, yeah. competed with lip sync. So she shouldn't even been no, lip syncing. Rue was targeting that oh. <laughs> Yeah, Rue Ru was like, direction. target acquired. Get her on for a lip sync. <laughs> <laughs> so usually in non-all-star seasons, only the like bottom lip sync. Yeah. And do you notice how they didn't do it the week after? They're like, we're going to have these bitches yeah. dropping like flies. I think it was supposed to be just a first episode kind of thing. Right. But I am not 100% convinced that uh, Crystal Versace didn't like Nancy Kerrigan. Victoria's oh stone. yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, behind the stage, she hit her with like a fucking I don't know eyeshadow palette or something. Okay, but also hear me out. Hear uh-huh. me out. Okay, I understand that her knee was already fucked up, so she couldn't do much. Yes. Okay, she should have been in the bottom this week, in my opinion. Like she should have. She sat there in the fucking competition. Yeah. She couldn't do the competition. I understand it was because of her knee. Her outfits were not good. No. Her performance was not good. Confirmed. So even with her sitting there, she wasn't doing enough. Like she should have done more, in my opinion. Yeah. And her outfit wasn't good. So like her runway. Yeah. So literally, she should have been in the bottom two, and I think they purposely didn't put her in the bottom two because they were like she can't lip sync because she can't yeah. move around the stage and we're just going to boot her tomorrow anyways because of the medical thing. Yeah. And then she didn't get set home so then it'll be this like rebound story for the next season. For sure. Also, if I blew my knee out and I was still there when yeah. they hadn't sent me home yet, I would ask for one of those little scooters that yeah. you put your knee on. Yeah. And in a lip sync, I'd be fucking scooting around. Oh, I thought you meant like one of those motorized ones like the, the people oh, at Disneyland, which I also love. That could work too. That would be fun. Yeah. I kind of just want one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I can blow your nail. Let's do this. So, yeah, gender. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that is uh, an interesting it segue, is. considering we talked about an AFAB lesbian who yeah. is on a drag show. Yeah. Which I think... <laughs> drag, mm-hmm. I think, has helped and hindered 
Yes. Helped for uh, a few years. Yeah. <laughs> and now hindered the conversation on gender. Really? Why do you think that shifted? Well, because growing up mm-hmm. and when I was starting to go out and I yes. would see drag queens, yes. it was a very typical old man Mm -hmm. in bad makeup (laughs) and, like, scary kind of... Being a stereotype of a woman. Yeah, and it wasn't, like, popular. Right, yeah. And then I think Drag Race obviously did a huge number on um, popularizing and bringing drag to, like, an entirely new platform and this entirely new stage Mm -hmm. um, that it had never been. So I think it, it... really changed some people's perspective on drag and gender. Yeah. And there was less judgment, I think, about men dressing as women and, like, the art of that style of drag. Mm -hmm. But then I think the conversation about gender has evolved so much since that we have so many amazing drag kings, drag things, you know? uh, Drag has evolved so much in the past fucking, like, how long has been, how long has RuPaul been out? Like, 10 years Mm -hmm. or something like that. It's evolved so much in that time. Yeah. And now, obviously, they're starting to make some shifts with like yeah. Victoria's Stone, mm-hmm. Curse of the <laughs> Victoria's Stone, um, Got Mick, you know, they're, yeah. they're starting to, but it's a very slow entry <laughs> yes. into where we see drag in our own com- community, community currently. Yeah. Which is really true because drag race is not a reflection of the drag that you see at the local gay bars in Vancouver. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, Maybe in some smaller in towns places, or more yeah. conservative areas. I'm mm-hmm. sure that their drag is more yeah. just uh, female impersonation. Impersonation. Yeah. yeah, that's about it. Whereas, like, here, like, in the local scene, I would think of drag as just, like, well, first of all, if you're going to a drag show, it would be very rare that you'd be like, oh, we're going to watch drag queens. It's like drag performers because there's so many drag performers or drag things yeah. that are non-binary, trans are not directly stereotyping like a being a female impersonator. You yeah. know what I mean? In the sense that they're like not cis already. So like the traditional sense of drag is like you are this particular cisgendered male yeah. and you're becoming or acting like or stereotyping a cisgendered female. And that becomes really blurred when you are not cisgendered in the first place and you are also not impersonating a cisgendered person. It just becomes like a performance art. Exactly. Right? And it's interesting to me because actually at Pride, at one of the events, I was standing next to um, this person who it was like their first Pride and first drag show. And they literally said to me, they're like, oh, this is like nothing like RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. We were at Man Up for those who know in Vancouver. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? And they're like, oh, well, like, they don't really like look or act like women. And I thought that was a really interesting statement. I quite disagreed with her saying that. Um, I didn't know this person or anything like that really well. They just started kind of talking to me. But yeah. It was just interesting to me because I was like, well, what does a woman act like? Yeah. Like, what does that statement within itself is weird to say? Exactly. Like, they're not, they don't look or act like a woman. Well, what does a woman look or act like? Like, to you. To you. <laughs> so, like, to them, their perspective, because they had never been in a queer space. And I'm not, you know, holding this person no. to this. Because, honestly, I feel like there is, like, a large learning curve with being in queer spaces. Totally. That, like, the things that I thought about drag or queerness or gender representation or all these things 
when I first came out because of the small bits of representation I had was very closed minded to a lot of things that now I would completely, I think completely differently about. And this person, their representation that they had seen was RuPaul's drag race. So they thought that's what drag was. Like that was all encompassing of drag. And now it's like this thing, like, as you said, that it almost, that perspective almost hinders it because it's, it starts to be this thing where it's almost, um, like doubling down on the binary for sure because yeah. it's like oh well to do good at drag or to be a good drag queen you have to be like out of drag this very like male cis male presenting person and then you transform into this very like cis female yeah. stereotyped look and that's in a weird way like just saying that that if that's the only way to be good at drag that means that like that's do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. That like, the and, binary is what's important. Well, I also think that was clearly an issue with... Oh, I mean, that's a racist thing, too. But um, yeah. the drag race fandom is a fucking nightmare and a racist dumpster fire yeah, half the time. Are, yeah. But a lot of it, for the longest time, was that there was clear uh, popular favoring of queens that were just fishy looking. Yes, 100%. It was like, unless you're trying to be a hot woman. Yeah. Unless you're a skinny, hot, white woman. Yeah. You, no one's person. gonna really yeah. follow you that much. Yeah, So, totally. yeah. And, and it's interesting because you do see that. Like, the follower count that goes up on these skinny, like, really... Again, I'm air quoting. You can't see it, yeah. but like women oh, looking. I just had very finger lubricated cuts. fingers recently. Oh, God, Do you like that? Get your very fucking l- finger sorry, they're joints just so away lubricated. from my. Oh my God, I'm disgusted. <laughs> um, is really odd, right? Yeah. Because there's so many aspects to drag. That like drag, in its form, is supposed to make you like think differently about gender. And like you said, that's what it originally did. Because the idea that men were going to be air quotes, cross-dressing was so brave and is so, so brave. I'm not taking away from that. But at that point, that was enough of a push for people to think differently about gender. The fact that a guy would want to wear a dress was a wild concept, right? Um, That now we've progressed as a society, at least in certain areas, that we need more of a push almost. So like people fall back on that because... That's not pushing their boundaries. Whereas when you see a non-binary person up there performing drag and you're in your mind, it doesn't fit within the binary that you've thought of as gender. It kind of mind fucks you a bit. And it's supposed to like drag's supposed to make you think. But people like to fall back on what they're comfortable with. Yeah. It's like drag should be playing with gender. Yeah. But if it doesn't fit in this box of playing with gender, I don't understand. It's not for me. Yeah. It's not for me. And they're not a good performer because I can tell that like, you know, I can tell that they're not like they're not fishy enough for me Yeah, or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, But the really cool thing is in Vancouver, at least there's so many amazing drag shows that really bend the way that you think about gender and the performers are incredible at doing so. We have some fucking top notch performers. We really fucking do. And it's, but it's interesting to think about because a couple of my favorite performers here yeah. um, are people that I know probably would not would not get on Drag Race just because they don't oh, fit into that box. For sure. And uh, interestingly enough, a couple of the performers that perform in Vancouver, drag performers, just got announced that they're on Canada's Drag Race. And they are amazing so fucking good. drag queens and so deserving of that place. Um 
you know, friends of ours and it, I'm so excited for them, but they do fall into that more drag race look. Which is funny because when Canada's Drag Race yes. was announced in their publication of yeah. their announcement and how they were um, using language to describe mm-hmm. what the show was going to be, they basically painted this picture yeah. that Canada's Drag Race was going to be more inclusive mm-hmm. of drag things, drag kings, people yeah. of different like gender identities. They were mm-hmm. kind of pushing that it was going to be this yeah. more all-encompassing thing. Yeah. And then... It hasn't it, it been. Hasn't we been, do yeah. on, especially the second season, there are quite a few performers who are non-binary. Yes. But their drag still does fit more of a typical drag outline. Totally. Yeah. Like, they're non-binary, but still, once they're in drag, they fit that kind of RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. mold. Yeah. Uh, you know, it goes back to, like, even with Ru, like, constantly being like, oh, you have to wear a certain level of heel. Or yeah. else it's not, like, whatever. Or so, like, going back to Ru, being like, I hate trans people. <laughs> Let me frack your land. <laughs> you know, exactly. just Rue saying. Exactly. Whereas, like, it's crazy because there's so many performers here in Vancouver. Like, I can put it this way. I can tell which ones would get on. For sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's crazy that you are that you can just tell. Like, you're like, all you are so fucking talented. Like, equal. let's say they're all exactly the equally thing. talented. Like, the ones that aren't going to get on are the ones that would win, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, hey, that's true. Not saying anything about the ones that made it on. Like, I am obsessed with all Vancouver queens, yeah. especially, the, like, the ones that are on these current seasons. But, but that's what I mean. I'm like, they're all so equally talented, but if they stood in a line, you can tell who's going to get picked for the show. For sure. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Is like... Which is unfortunate. Which is, like, so weird to think, like, that I could... I'm not going to name them, but I can name a few that would do incredible on the show, but I just know they wouldn't get cast yeah. because of their type of drag. Yeah. Which is so strange to me. Yeah. It's so strange to me. But hopefully that begins to shift. I mean, I hope as a franchise, because unfortunately at the end of the day it is a business, that they start to see that when they have people on there that don't fit that mold, they become fan favorites. Because it's they're they're there's this need for it. Yeah. And they have an incredible story for kind of breaking that mold. You know, Got Mick is a perfect example. Yeah. And they hopefully, as from the business standpoint, they should already be doing it just because of the other standpoint. But from a business standpoint, I hope that they, as a franchise, are like, okay, hold on. It, it's really successful, and these contestants do really well yeah. that are not in this typical mold. Yeah. So, like, let's do more of that. For sure. I mean, yeah, I'm hopeful that the conversation just keeps being loud and ever-evolving, and then hopefully they catch up. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I wanted to talk about gender because we got a DM. I think it was in one of our Q&As mm. or the Well You Asked, something like that. I don't okay. know. Maybe it was just out of the blue. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it said, what do you guys think of um, they, them pronouns? Okay. And would you ever consider using them? Okay. And I was like, that's a very... <laughs> interesting question. Interesting, slightly loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I would necessarily also respond to this in... Uh, uh, a DM. A DM. But it is an interesting question. Mm-hmm. But I remember, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, that when I was younger, I was, like, convinced that I had to be a girl. Yes. Yeah, you have talked about yeah, that Yeah, because yeah. I didn't understand that... Um, this was before I even knew that I was gay. Mm-hmm. And I started having feelings, even as a child, yes. if we went all the way back and you asked me... 
I had feelings for men, mm-hmm. but I didn't understand that I could be gay because I didn't understand what being gay was. Right. So I was so convinced because of the gender stereotype roles of our fucking civilization yes. <laughs> that the only way that I could have feelings for men yeah. was if I was a woman. Right. Which yeah. was very confusing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. So... Uh, yeah, <laughs> that was a ride. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, it's just, I I, I think I've always kind of struggled with gender, but never never outside of the umbrella of being cis, which right. is weird. Yeah, no, I get I get that. Like, yeah. within that cisness, you were concerned that you weren't fitting the cis male mold. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? I'm yeah. putting words in your mouth. So no, yeah, I'll take sure them. My mouth is open. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff them on in. <laughs> I, yeah, so I, here's the thing. First blanket statement, I'm all for they, them pronouns. Oh my God, absolutely. Wants to use yeah. them, and as is Sean. Um, but I can only speak for myself. And for myself, I would say that any time that I've even considered, hey, like, is there more to my gender than these she her pronouns yeah okay i've realized that for myself and only for myself again i'm speaking for myself yeah i've realized that any time i've thought about that it's weirdly attributed to some level of internalized misogyny Mm. or expectation that I am not being enough of a woman. Right. So for me, it's kind of in a similar breath to what you were saying. It's like, okay, if I am only wearing guys' clothes, because 90% of my wardrobe is in the quote-unquote men's section, and if I am not following the societal norm expectations for a woman, meaning I'm not dating, marrying men, um, and I don't agree with some of society's stereotypes for what a woman should be, um, or ladylikeness, or whatever it may be, then that must mean that I am not a woman. Yeah. In the sense that... I realized that any of those thoughts was attributed to me being like, oh, I'm not like that woman. Yeah. And that goes back to, like, this internalized misogynistic thing that, like, oh, I'm a guy's girl. And I'm not, like, a girl. You know what I mean? Yeah, our favorite. Where it's like, I realized that I am 100% a woman. She, her pronouns fit for me. And me putting on men's jeans or a button-up shirt does not make me any less of a woman. And I feel so confident and comfortable in being a woman and being a woman-identifying lesbian. And any bend to that or any mental state that I've ever had against that is because I have these internalized things that I'm not being the woman that society expects. For sure. And I think with that, realizing and respecting the trans and non-binary community that for them their transness and their you know identity as non-binary or trans um or using they them pronouns is not about putting on a button-up shirt exactly yeah and for me like acknowledging that and being like i do not have um body dysmorphia i literally i know that i am a woman in my core and for me to and again, I'm talking for myself personally, for me to adopt 
pronouns or identify in any way other than cis because of something as, in my mind, stupid as wardrobe choices or presentation choices would be offensive to the struggle that they have to go through as trans and non-binary people. Oh, for sure. That's for me. Yeah, no, no, no. And again, I'm not gatekeeping. If people want to use they, them pronouns, if people, for them, it is putting on a button-up shirt and they don't get the she, her thing. And that's, that's, that's for you. I can only speak for me. And for me, I just see, I have so many friends that are trans and non-binary that I see what they go through and endure. And it's not just like a fun choice to add to their Instagram bio. And I think that it, I, I get nervous talking about that because I don't want to come off like I'm gatekeeping and saying, oh, you have to struggle, you have to all these things in order to identify in a certain way. But I do think, um, and maybe I'm completely incorrect, maybe I'll change my mind on this, but I do think that with things like pronouns being such a hot topic, that there's certain people cis people that would maybe find it just like, oh yeah, sure, why not? I could also add those pronouns to my bio. Right. Um, and I'm not saying it's trendy. I'm not trying to get at, I'm not trying to go there. But I just think internally I had to have that conversation with myself and be like, okay, I'm learning more about different gender expressions and different gender identities. And how do I, I, I think all of us as queer people reflect quite often on our sexuality, on our gender, because we're around these topics all the time. Yeah. So, like, how do I know that I'm X, Y, Z? Yeah. How do, how do I know I feel like this? And just from my internal reflection, like, that's the consensus I've come to. Too. Yeah, I think that is very fair. And I think that uh, gender is obviously a very incredibly personal yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. And I hate when people make it anything but that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, uh... It's a very individual journey, and mm-hmm. that's why I think it's so ludicrous when people have an issue with other people's gender. I'm like, yeah. how is this fucking affecting you? Zero it's percent. absurd. Yeah. But I think that my uh, gender struggles were definitely very much in the same vein, mostly because growing up, there was a very typical image of what a man was. Yes. I have also think I've talked about this but like my dad is very masculine was a football player like Mm -hmm. was a jock like his friends are like fishers and they watch football and they have super bowl parties and all this and the 90s uh wasn't super great for (laughs) for, um representation of anything but that yes (laughs) um the fucking 80s were super sexist. Like, there was this image of a man that I would see, like I've said it before, watching fucking Don Cherry yes. do uh, the sports, the sports recap. Stuff, that yeah. is what was, and like f- lumberjacks and all. There's yeah. this, this idea of a man that mm-hmm. almost was pushed on from like the 50s of the man's gonna go and you know work his job and his wife's Mm -hmm. gonna be at home baking in an apron and all this stuff play football yeah and And then just this horrible (laughs) image of a man that I didn't relate to yeah and my confusion with my gender for a long time was that I wasn't that type of man and there was no 
uh, no way I could uh, get to that kind yeah, of man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, there's no way this cookie is going to crumble and I'm going to somehow be this person. Yeah, 100%. I was like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad, but, like, it's just, I'm not going to be... A little too far off. Yeah, I was like, I have a, a, a floral suit, but it's definitely in a different uh, different image than Don Cherry's. So... <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Gender expression bending Don Cherry. I'm really an suit. icon, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that man. I hate that man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toxic masculinity at its finest. Literally. Yeah. yeah. It's painful. Um, so yeah, that was a lot of where my confusion came from. And a lot of it, not saying also that uh, gender identity comes down to confusion as well. Yeah. This is once again just a personal... This this episode, like any episode that's important, is going to be loaded with potentially us saying the wrong thing. Yeah. But instead of skirting topics because we're afraid of saying them, we think that the importance of talking about them trumps us potentially making a mistake. Yeah, for sure. that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, So yeah, that's where a lot of mine laid as a child and having these... these feelings and hobbies and likes and even stupid things like yeah. clothing. Like I remember my sister would dress me up in mm-hmm. like dresses and stuff and I was never like offended by it. Like yeah. I would come down in like heels and a dress so, yeah. and I didn't I didn't have the feelings that yeah. other people were projecting onto me. Yes. Like I remember like my dad's friends or somebody would find that like funny yes. or like kind of like gross in a way. Yeah. But I didn't feel that way until yeah. somebody else made me and feel that way. And like, was like, you're a joke for wearing this. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, maybe I'm doing something wrong. Maybe something is not aligning here. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. That also weirdly goes back to the like OG kind of drag scene of that they're like the butt of the joke. Yeah. Right? Like there, it, there is this weird thing about it where it was like, and still is with certain uh, performers, like, the whole joke is that, like, I'm a man wearing a dress. Yeah. And, like, I actually have a dick. And I actually am a cisgendered male. But isn't it wild that I'm wearing this and then, like, creating this laugh about a stereotype of a woman? Like, it that kind of, like, old school slapstick, like, kind of thing, um, while brave and important and made ground and, like, found a way through laughter to break in of gender discussions and what people thought of as uh, being a man, it's still, in a weird way, like, you're you're the joke. Like, old school drag, it was like, oh my God, how funny is it that this man is wearing makeup and yeah. how funny is it that this man is wearing a dress yeah. it was like the like shock factor of it and it, it same in a weird way same thing to you coming down like you're just like oh I just like wearing this dress like this is fun and cute yeah. whereas they're like ha ha like you're a joke they're like how embarrassing yeah. I'm like babe I'm just vibing <laughs> <laughs> I'm living my best life I was life like I'm rocking here. a kitten heel and good vibes <laughs> so mind your business yeah um but yeah, that is kind of um, so for me. They them pronouns have um, I've never felt any comfort in the thought of using them, and that's my yeah. own personal journey. I've always gone back, thankfully, through therapy. Um, I've I've been informed, and I've understood that the the understanding that. I had mm-hmm. of what a man is is first of all horrible. Yeah, <laughs> that is the worst image of men. Yeah, and the fact that that is what so many p- 
people still aspire to be, and that is the man that and they think, think is like acceptable and yeah. just like toxic masculine. And people are like, I'm gonna run with this. That's what I want my little boy to become. Yeah. Like there's so many there's so many layers to gender within yeah. every fucking layer of gender. Yeah, totally. So yeah, once I realized that I could be like a man and still cry. Mm-hmm. Um, that was pretty nice for me. <laughs> <laughs> My tear ducts are allowed to work. Uh, they uh, are, you know, they're actually working overtime. But <laughs> oh my god, I read the funniest thing. This has to do with gender. That was like um, one of these science TikToks or whatever. It's like the account. I think it's literally like at science on whatever. They got that Shockingly, handle. They got I don't in there quick. <laughs> and they had this TikTok, and I was like, "Isn't this just?" Isn't this just somehow still a representation of cis men where it was like everyone thinks of um, the like men or like Neanderthals way back when as like it's rooted down in our history. Like they are the providers, the hunters, like right. they provide the sustenance for the women in their life. And they're like, actually, science shows that 90% of the sustenance was actually based on, like, plants and berries and things that the women were in charge of collecting. And then the men were often wildly unsuccessful doing the hunting and... Everyone just good had... to know nothing's changed. <laughs> no, <laughs> and I thought, isn't that just so funny that even back to the the dawn of time, uh, women just had to let men feel like they were the important person, yeah. and really they're like, okay, yeah, just get the fuck out of my hair, go run around, try and spear a fucking buffalo. I'm gonna sh- get shit done around yeah. here and actually make sure we survive. But I'll I'll let you think that you're the one doing. Yeah, it. but you go <laughs> pretend to hunt that mammoth. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Yeah, yeah. you're amazing. How yeah. incredible. And then like still to this day people still feel like they have to tiptoe around men and their success and feeling they're like they're the provider. Like you hear all the time these uh, hetero uh, sexual relationships where like the woman's like oh now that I have a job that makes more money he's yeah. feeling so insecure poor little baby I literally. have to not talk about how much money I make because it makes him feel small and literally like, like he is small like that's he's really five two. <laughs> 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 and I literally am like it's so crazy to me that literally I see these in like columns or like advice stuff and the advice to the woman is like yeah pump his tires up about the other things he's doing kill him <laughs> Kill that man. That should have been the <laughs> The only thing men provide me with is gas. <laughs> <laughs> and not for my car, either. <laughs> the IBS kind. <laughs> I also, that's so ridiculous to me when, like, I see um, questions. It, it's kind of like a trope, but it uh-huh. I've seen it in real life as well. That, um women that are taller than their partner are afraid to wear heels. Oh, yeah. What the fuck I'm is like, that like, little short bitch man feels like less of a man. Like, step on him. Squish him. Like, he's a, what does that a little even bug. mean? Like, oh, I can't wear heels because my partner will feel so... Who cares? Yeah. Who literally cares? I'm like, well, here's, here's a... Why doesn't he fucking wear heels too then? It's so wild when you start to realize like how many things are embedded in our society about just making men feel good about themselves and comfortable. And we all just have to tiptoe around like making them not feel insecure. And like while they continue to make us feel that way, we just have to like, oh, we wouldn't want this guy to feel less than or like, you know, it's just so fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Men are. Yeah. Okay. Well, we got that out. Yeah. I I want to talk about, um, in terms of because it started with a d- they with a dm about they them pronouns yeah um the 
it's important for us to state that you have to respect people's pronouns. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I know that that, like, to us isn't obvious, but I think for people listening, we have a lot of people listening that are, you know, in small towns or maybe are, don't see a lot of um, LGBTQ plus representation in their in their immediate um, circle or are cis and heterosexual but just enjoy listening to our podcast. It's not up for debate. It's not, oh, I don't get it. It's not, oh, it's hard for me to shift. It's, oh, it's hard for me to say that. Oh, blah, blah. doesn't make sense with the English language. Don't even get me oh, started that on my, that. Oh, That's God. Uh, the worst one. Yeah. It's a bullshit. I mean, first of all. of all, you're a bigot if you yeah. say that. Oh, you, oh a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, Bottom line, you need to respect people's pronouns because, again, they're not their preferred pronouns. They are their pronouns. Yeah. That's that person's identity. So respect it. Even asking, what are your preferred pronouns? It's like, what are your pronouns? It's what are your pronouns. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's actually a big one because I, I would say as of two years ago, I would say, what are your preferred pronouns to yeah. people? And then through listening and education that's out there, believe it or not, if you fucking open your ears, I learned that asking preferred pronouns was wrong because you're asking them like oh what pronouns did you pick as if it's not them it's not their identity so you you should say if you're out there it's a great thing to ask for pronouns but what are your pronouns not what are your preferred pronouns that's something i learned a couple years ago so it's you're not wrong if you didn't already know that but i just think we all need to do a better job as cis folks for any other cis folks listening of listening and learning and being actively looking for new understanding because people are talking about their experiences the information's out there just you're turning a blind eye to it if if you don't if you don't know enough about certain communities it's because you're not looking for the information yeah. the internet is fucking there like there's so many creators there's so many platforms out there that if you dig a little fucking deeper than RuPaul's Drag Race once a week you're going to find a lot of really awesome information for free and if you don't have enough information, stop talking until you do. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my god, you I'd know? love to get that tattooed on some Absolutely. people. Absolutely. <laughs> Sometimes we get a lot more accomplished if you just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Cheers. I think that's a good place to end this episode. Yeah. That's a good summary of of gender um, or trying to understand other people's genders. It's just sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up and listen. Yeah. 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 But once again, this was just our experiences. <laughs> People who identify as cisgendered. People. Cis, listen, I identify as cisgender and a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was so, you know, the, that's always a safety net there. <laughs> Gotta say that because we are just truly nightmares. Absolute nightmares. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for following us on Instagram. Thank you for following us wherever you're listening and giving us a five star review. Five stars only otherwise disregard and um i haven't checked if the reviews have gone up since i bullied Um, people last week but i will be checking next week so this is your final warning five star reviews with a comment (laughs) jesus christ oh my god this is the funniest thing ever my dad one time (laughs) my dad was like okay so i have like a, a side business called talk sheet masks okay it's like yeah. the, it's the sheet mask it was so funny because when we first launched you, you know you get a certain amount of followers on instagram and then i tell my dad how many how many we had sold he's like oh how's it going and he was and i was like oh we've sold this many so far it's going really well and he's like what the fuck that's bullshit and i'm like what are you talking about he's like he's like well what are all those likers doing tell them to either buy it or stop liking <laughs> meaning the amount 
Instagram was higher, higher than, than the amount sold. we had sold when we first launched. Right. <laughs> So he was like so outraged. He's like, why are they following if they're not buying? And you're like, listen, I was these like, are the questions, Jim. <laughs> Can you imagine? I start a business, I start DMing people. I'm like, are you just going to like or are you going to buy? I haven't seen a purchase come in. Please unfollow <laughs> and unlike all those photos until you have and send a receipt. <laughs> it's so funny him calling them the likers. Well, what are the those likers, likers doing? <laughs> Not purchasing, Jim. So, to the likers out there, if you're not reviewing, then what's going on? If you're not reviewing in a talk sheet mask... <laughs> <laughs> then what the fuck what? is going on? <laughs> All right. Well, Christmas is coming up. It's great stocking okay. stuffer at talk sheet mask on Instagram. Okay. Um, Interesting new sponsor yeah, yeah. that we just got. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us personally at Sean.Lusk, at Brianne Williamson, on TikTok, Instagram, wherever the fuck you want to find people. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the neighborhood. Unless you're just a liker. <laughs> <laughs>